0: Hi guys! Welcome to the very first episode of Zero One Why. This is a media podcast where my brothers and I talk about movies, TV shows, games, and some other stuff. This week we're talking about the new thriller A Quiet Place, directed and co-written by John Krasinski. Just a quick note, there are a lot of spoilers in this podcast and there is very little plot summary. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you might not want to listen. We hope you like it
1: got
2: my coffee oh good are we we're starting
1: yeah okay who's the host um uh i
0: mean i should probably be be the host yeah at least
1: for this you should be the host
0: okay welcome to our podcast we are the papes we're gonna go around and introduce ourselves
1: should we use our real names
2: for this
0: you can use whatever name you want (laughs) i i think i'm going to use my real name i'm aaliyah
1: (laughs) That's not your real name. That's your middle name.
0: I I said you can use whatever you, you want.
1: But, you but said we can But we won't. But you said... That the problem is you said you were going to use your real name. I said I probably would. Oh, that's true. I,
0: also, Aaliyah is my real name. So it's just my real middle name.
2: Danny, she's going to get doxed now. She's trying to throw people off. The yeah. scent.
0: Although, you didn't tell them my first name, so that's That's fine.
2: true.
0: My favorite movie from last year was um, Call Me By Your Name. Which neither of you have seen, have you? No. Okay. You guys should see it. And... I know stuff about theater, literature, and I- I'm like the T. I'm the TV expert of the group.
2: Okay, cool. This- I, don't,
0: I don't have a favorite build. I I do have a favorite. My favorite building building in New York City is the Chrysler Building. It's boring, I know.
2: Um, okay, yeah. So did we also talk about this podcast? Which is this is just a. <laughs> This
0: is just a podcast where we tell you what we thought was good and bad. Yeah, I think
2: we're I mean we're going to talk about media in general, but mm-hmm. from this this one's just about a movie and some other stuff. Also uh,
0: all the background noises the boys fidgeting. Oh, sorry. No, so sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. very sorry.
2: nervous. <laughs> I'm working on my vocal fry too. I'm going to try and keep my register up here. Uh.
0: Teddy is dating a professional singer, so he's working on his voice.
2: Yes. <laughs> I-
0: it's going well. It's, I,
2: if I'm silent, <laughs> yeah, I'm not using vocal fry. Um, Alien is one of my favorite movies. Scary movies are the best. And my favorite building is the Chrysler building, uh, obviously. Second favorite is the Woolworth. And I play a lot of video games, that's about all I know. Pseudo-intellectual in many subjects, but...
0: Yeah, no, but you, specifically game-wise, you are more the art and indie game.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play a lot of different types of games, Mm -hmm. and I also like to compete, but I'm not quite as skilled as my my compatriots.
0: Danny's more mainstream. Yeah,
2: which is a great segue.
1: I'm Danny. I am... Danny. Movie. <laughs> I, I'm 12 years I, old. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm Danny, and my favorite movie from last year was Baby Driver. Um, not my favorite movie, but a movie that I feel like I should say that I really enjoyed was The Mosquito Coast with Harrison Ford and River Phoenix, which nice. I think it's kind of like the Grand Canyon. I think everyone should see it before they die. <laughs> um, and my my... <laughs> my current specialty is probably the competitive gaming scene and kind of gamer culture and reddit culture i've dipped my toes into the the internet troll world do you try it do you ever try it on the troll? <laughs> no not, not... <laughs> today we saw a quiet place um
2: so we're going to talk about that and some other stuff related to movies a quiet places john krasinski directed john krasinski stars alongside his uh wife emily blunt in a uh, really a classic thriller if you ask me, mm-hmm. who's a think- bigger star here? Uh, I always wonder about that about couples, like if there's any resentment when one of them starts. To I think once more you've reached a certain
1: level, it it's like a fun. It's probably a fun competitiveness, but you know, once you're in the tens of millions of dollars, I feel like the resentment probably goes away. Yeah, and you're just
2: and well, we can solve that problem by we're co-starring in the same movies.
0: I actually like this movie
2: a lot. Why? Tell me. Tell me about it.
0: Okay, I like this movie a lot because. I think that the thing that the movie really has going for it is the the pacing of it. I mean,
2: wish there there were a bunch of pacing problems, but I did find it generally enjoyable.
0: So, I yeah, maybe it's not even pacing so much as the order of the movie. I just, I thought that they basically most of the movie is like one hunt, sort of. It's like it takes place over two days. And I I think during that whole really intense period of time where they're trying to evade they're trying to evade the monsters. It it goes from like really, really suspenseful scene to like emotionally important scene and then really suspenseful scene to really emotional scene. So they're like the stakes are just kept really high all the time. Because when you're in suspense worried that a monster is going to attack, you're also like juiced up from all the feelings about like Oh my God!
2: This persons to lose their other. sibling. Yeah. yeah, they love each other, and yeah, someone's and they gonna might die lose each and, other. And someone's gonna die. Oh no! And they love each other. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this movie was awesome. It was excellent. Um, the pacing, I think, was so bad. I, I, I loved, I loved. I mean, every scene was so that was suspenseful. Was awesome. I loved it. But like, it would go from it would go from like suspenseful scene to like weird emotional scene. I was like. Like I'm like oh it's like I it's like so so much catharsis like I feel relaxed now they're like they're back together and it's like yeah. oh the creature's still in the house like be careful or oh wait there's something outside it's like yeah it, I just never the climax was like very jagged on the on the hill up I was like yeah I I was very confused when it was resolved and when it wasn't I was like oh it's over now great oh it's not over and it wasn't like in a good way it was like I feel like they didn't really they make just did they didn't make it well enough mm-hmm. which. You know, whatever. I don't give a shit. It was it was awesome.
0: <laughs> I feel like that's sort of the nor- usual formula, though, for movies like this. Though, is more of it is like plot about the people, and then there are sort of like short bursts of scary moments. And I it felt like there were sort of like equal equal parts, that, or they were they were more closely woven together. I think, which I yeah. I liked. I mean, it was
2: like one day, which was sick. It was like I mean, maybe. Yeah, like twenty four. hours, like a twenty four hour period. Uh, like, but I feel like my benchmark is Jurassic Park and specifically the T Rex scene. Mm-hmm. That is a really long, excellent crescendo of suspense, and those like happen throughout the movie at very key moments.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait, so which T Rex scene are we talking about? With the car and the tree? Yeah. Okay. Th-
2: that whole when it com- when it first when the when the power just gets shut down and the okay. lamb and the flashlight and night vision goggles mm.
1: well i also think what's really good about the jurassic park scene is there's <laughs> i'm also the expert on what did, what did he say it was <laughs> lamb no goat you said lamb i yeah. said lamb yeah um <laughs> jesus i sorry easter was recent yeah um i was gonna say what i think i re- is really good about the t-rex tree scene is there's kind of like a reasonable explanation for why the suspense continues you know it's like the car's hanging yeah then the car's on the ground but like obviously the t-rex hasn't gone anywhere and i think so i think that's why that no no right again it like the
2: escalation is really uh natural yeah yeah it just keeps getting like like suddenly now the car's sinking in the mud like who who thought that was gonna happen like (laughs) yep uh, like and i'm totally on board um but
1: where okay. are, where are we? So
0: let's talk about. um I, I oh, wait, get, I didn't get to, to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not, i liked it. Did you like the movie? Yeah.
1: I really liked the movie. I loved it. I um, I'm trying to think what of what movie. Oh, I was. It makes me think of Baby Driver a little bit because I really like the s- silence of it and the explanation for it. But it's not. It's it's just not. It's not over the top and it doesn't like. It's not like all in your face the whole time that it's because they they obviously thought it was a really good idea, but it doesn't feel like they're throwing it at you. Like, look, we made a really interesting film with you know they're silent all the time kind of like how baby driver is to the sync like it's synchronized to the music a lot of the time but not in a right super choreographed way right like once you know
2: that about baby driver and you go back and watch it like oh yeah so much is done in time with the music but it feels very natural during the film yeah I mean, Baby Driver is a disguised musical. It's a secret musical, right? Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I very much thought of Baby Driver while watching this movie. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Especially the headphone scene, but just in general, the way they used sound in both movies. I mean, it, Baby Driver it was like, they buried you in music, and this was like, I mean, it was very sparse, but when they they punctuated with music in a similar way. um, We can, I feel like we can trans, uh, maybe transition to what we didn't like, because yeah. I, this is kind of... Like, I feel like this movie was kind of brave. Like, to make a movie where people don't really speak at all is, I think, kind of bold. Like, is it high concept? Is that what, like, what is, like, Groundhog Day? High concept? Like, where? I don't know what it
0: means, but I know that this is high concept.
2: Yeah, right. So, yeah, yeah. I I just want to make sure that's the right term. Yeah. (laughs) We all know what it means. We We don't, you don't have to explain it.
0: No, I don't know what it means.
2: Oh, you, like, someone said this was high concept? Yeah. Okay, High Concept is a movie... Someone
0: I trust told me it was High Concept, but I don't, I don't know. Yes, yeah, right. so
2: High Concept is a movie that, or a uh, piece of art, that, like, uh, Groundhog Day. Like, you wake up every day, and it's the day just resets itself. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a very specific plot device that explains the whole movie. But this movie was very much, like, you can't say anything. Like, yeah. that's an important part of the movie is, like, there is no sound. But I feel like they did not do that enough. Like, I would have liked it if there was... If there was no soundtrack, like I found that very invasive.
1: I found a few moments, really the really emotional moments, it felt very strange, especially with the daughter who was deaf. You know, because her scenes were always silent. But then you know they have a shot of her. I, I don't remember which scene it is, but she's like staring. It's like from the front, and she's staring at something, and it's just really loud violin track. And I'm it, I was like, what What's happening right now? Yeah, I I mean the soundtrack was bad
2: and. Even if it was good, I, I feel like I would have had some issues with it.
0: Yeah, I think it would have been fine with the score. It just was like such like a normal thriller movie score, and I was like, this is not a normal thriller movie, and yeah. it just felt, it just felt wrong and and over the top. Not all the time, but yeah, it, but
2: frequently. I mean, they clearly wanted sound to be a very a very big deal when like. When diegetic sound happens, they want it to be meaningful, and it is sometimes for the audience. But like when there's drums and strings playing, it's not.
0: Well, the the whole opening, there's no soundtrack. Right,
2: right. Well, I was so excited for the because yeah. like the whole opening, that's like how the movie should have been, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they like again. I liked how in the the beginning of the movie was. This is like how I feel about Wally. Like
0: I knew I knew you were gonna talk about Wally and I knew you were gonna be like as soon as the people talked, I hated it.
2: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like I fucking hate the humans in Wally. But like again, like that Wally was so brave and bold, it was like a mm-hmm. silent movie for I mean or yeah, like for most of the, the film and then you have stupid interpersonal drama and yeah. one liners. It really brings like the whole level of the movie down. Yeah, it's like okay, oh, great, great, I'm watching every other Disney movie I've ever seen. And same thing with this, it was like I'm watching every other horror movie now. But like when like for every time you they trained on her and like the camera did and it was now we were in deaf mode Mm -hmm. couldn't hear anything i was like this is sick i'm like so excited for the way they're gonna use this and they didn't Mm -hmm. really lean into that i feel like enough um i also i mean i think it's great that we had like this deaf character too who which interestingly enough i don't think would be a good thing to be in this world i feel like the movie is trying to say she is doing well like it's like the tables are turned, and now she, everyone has to be a deaf person.
0: I don't think so, because he doesn't take her along. I, I thought the implication when he doesn't... When the father character... By the way, do we ever get anyone's names? We don't, right?
2: The, the Abbots. We get their last name, because it says it on the mailbox.
0: Um, just before we talk more about this moment, what's happening is John Krasinski's character... has like a backpack packed in his fishing net and he's going off, he's taking his son, who's the younger of the two kids in the movie, to uh, collect fish from his like fish trap in the river and sort of supposedly perhaps learn some other survival skills although that seems to be the only thing they do. Well well, I think it's kind of
1: like, just I think beyond a very obvious skill gain, it's like a, you know, you're going to have to leave, you know, our protected area so it's kind of like doing that learning how to Mm -hmm. be comfortable outside of their safe zone, which is not very safe.
0: I thought the implication when the father does not take her along on his like fishing survival trip, I thought that it was in part because he was worried because she wouldn't have been as safe. Like when he turns to her before he leaves and he says, you'll be safe here.
2: He's concerned about her. Yeah.
0: I thought, I thought it was like, she can't hear.
2: So I, I I was, I didn't really understand that whole dynamic. I was going to say this,
1: I, I, I really didn't buy into the, like, it seems like they're trying to imply that he blames her for their son's death. Which was entire, which was her fault, but, but all, but like it never felt like that, and that also definitely felt d- forced. It also didn't feel like it. Basically, felt like there, like there was no reason why I wasn't bringing her in that moment. It was just,
2: uh, to be honest, it felt just totally sexist. Yes, yeah, and which is what I thought was going on.
0: Yeah, I interpreted that as like one potentially sexist. Partially about the fact that he is kind of uncomfortable being around her because he maybe does in some way blame her for the death of their youngest son, and then also because she's deaf and he's worried about her leaving yeah, and being out in the in the woods
2: alone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I mean I do think the, the dynamic of the gender roles is interesting in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, first of all, Emily Blunt is pregnant, so like she's forced, definitely forced to stay in. Like she just can't be running around like getting fish and
1: mm-hmm. stuff. Well, she's like, not. Not only is she pregnant, she's eight and a half months pregnant. Yeah.
2: Also, like, really, are you? Ha- why are you pregnant? There's fucking creatures that run around and
1: hear sound, and you're like, you're having unprotected sex. like pull out. You know what I mean? Like, if you already have, <laughs> well, two you can, kids get, you can one, get, you can get, you can get pregnant even using the pull out method. It's not if method. you're good.
0: <laughs> I don't know if we are to believe that it was accidental or not. It's not addressed. But I was thinking about the pregnancy. The pregnancy drives. I would say the majority of the forward motion of the movie. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we just like, they're, it's just like, okay, this family is just living, you know, and they're just like playing board games and eating dinner and hanging out. But because we have, the, we have like a ticking time bomb, right? We know that she's going to give birth at some point, And we know that that means she's going to want to make noise. And
1: the baby is going to make, the noise.
0: baby is for sure going to make noise,
1: which took me a second to realize that aspect of it too. I was like, you know, I was basically imagining the scenes where she's like, <laughs> And yeah. then I figured she could. Be quiet. I, I feel like honestly you can be quiet. Right. I, Certainly, like, I also survival the
2: depends on it in the bathtub. I just feel like none of us w- you just wouldn't scream. Like I just feel like
1: you would overcome that need to make a lot of noise. Well, I think she screamed because of she the she could. Fireworks. She
0: knew she could. Yeah. I think yeah that was another issue is like there was a little bit of i don't think the rules about noise were super clear it also seems to me if you like had really good hearing and that was how you hunted the whole point would be like being able to hear people walking like creatures like moving breathing you know like dropping a, a lantern is like not a useful sound if you're like hunting for creatures right so, they're
2: like constantly pine cones falling you'd want to hear well, like, breathing and uh, yeah, yeah I
1: had I actually had a bunch of problems with the creature with creatures in general one I don't understand how any animals are still alive like how do those raccoons the get... birds
0: the birds make sense birds yes yeah. but the
1: raccoons how how have they been alive this long like it was just walking when it got killed. It wasn't like it was even making noise, you know. But, anyways,
0: raccoons are very sneaky. If it was gonna be any woodland animal, that's the one I most. That liked. I
1: guess that's true. Maybe a mole. Yeah,
0: but, but
1: then, but then, uh, yeah, get underground. But yeah. the uh, I don't. I guess it they doesn't, don't like how the effect, it doesn't make any do sense swim. how they navigate through any environment. Right. Because they're not sonaring, right? Because then mm-hmm. they would they would be able to see motion and stuff and find people, but they're able to pur- oh, that's like, a really good The point. creature can get gets through the house extremely easily <laughs> and like it's like yeah, basically checking behind wow. stuff and right. all it can do is
0: I think it's by
1: touch. I don't know. It seems very. I mean, maybe, and I think.
0: No, I think you're. I think you're right. That it's yeah. a problem.
1: But no, that was oh, that wow. was how I, I explained yeah. it to myself. Yeah, I actually didn't think about that at all.
0: I was also wondering: do like once they go into a place, do they remember it? Like in the same way that when we hunt or any animal hunts, they're like,
1: if well, you well, we don't eat meat, so we don't hunt.
0: Oh yes, we're vegans. Um... <laughs> So
1: so no pictures of dead animals, please.
2: Actually, so I think this is actually worth talking about is I was thinking about animals in general. In hor- I mean, horror movies often bring up the subject of what it's like to be an animal that's mm-hmm. food for something else, generally for other humans. But I feel like humans have a unique capacity. Well animal suffering is bad and factory farming is an abomination i feel like humans have a unique capacity for suffering like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like deer even though like impalas or something on like the like serengeti that's an herbivore like i do they you think they live in the same amount of fear as like john krasinski and emily blunt like Mm -hmm. the level of terror and mortal dread that was pervasive in their lives like i feel like humans can suffer immensely like
0: yeah i mean i think even more much more so when you're afraid for the people you love it
2: it just they they it just looked so awful and that's because i don't know i feel like some of these like post-apocalyptic type things like there's still a lot of like humanity and and pleasure and joy and it just like john krasinski looks so stressed all the time
0: yeah and well and like even the moments of joy are painful like the moment when they're dancing together with the headphones in yeah and they're they're both crying yeah like not you know sobbing but it's just like every every moment of joy is just a reminder that it can be taken away at any moment and they have a limited amount of control over when that
2: might be there's a there's this game called uh it's uh oh fuck i forget what it's called i'm gonna gonna look this up real quick
0: yeah i mean i definitely didn't buy i agree i didn't buy the like emotional arc of the father and daughter
1: right but most of the other emotion I felt very good about. Right.
0: And like, even though we don't get like a ton of development of the family, we don't get, we don't really know anything about them, but yeah, just like sheerly through the performances of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, we just get so much of their desire for their children and each other to live that we want that a lot also as viewers. All right. uh, that conversation
2: between Emily Blunt and John Krasinski was really bad also. Like, if we can't protect them, who are we? Like, everything
1: before that, honestly, like, I um, thought it was okay that she brought up her son yeah, again. Like it too. Was a, it made a lot of sense in the moment because she had just given birth again. But yeah, the, uh... I, I was obviously... fine with
0: it because she's so, she did it so well. It, like, the writing yeah. didn't ring super true to me or seem necessary, but... I was,
2: I just didn't think we needed it. Like, and I was like, oh, now John Krasinski's gonna sacrifice himself. Like... And, I mean, I, I assumed something like that was going to happen, but, like, it I just... I
0: actually thought she was going to die after that conversation. I thought
2: someone was going to die, like... Yeah. Yeah, but, like, it just... That just was obvious. Of course they would die for their kids. Like, they, th- that's what those characters would do. Like, it would just very seem... Like, John Krasinski ran to save him, her, his son, before, like... Right, yeah. They would do anything. Yeah, like, it was very... The, char- the characterization was very well done. And you didn't need some weird, like, guilt trip. Right, if anything, I feel anything. like
0: she would be like, be careful,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: right. I mean, I, I just, I do think that if the dialogue were better, it would work. Yeah,
2: yes, I agree with you, but...
0: Yeah, but just, like, people write good dialogue all the time. It's not that hard. It shouldn't be that hard.
2: I agree with you, but it not being there would have been better than it being good in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the thing I was talking about before, oh, yeah. uh, This War of Mine, and it's basically, like, these people living in a war-torn European city. But it's it's super depressing. Everyone's, like, so depressed and miserable. And I read this War correspondence review of the game, or, like, talking about the game, and he was basically like, the problem with this game is that there's so much good and happiness in people's lives, even in war-torn areas. Like, the ability to f- of people to find happiness and pleasure and, like, and just, like, enjoy each other's company, like, even persists in, like, a bombed-out building. I mean, there is terrible stuff going on, and people are often sad and upset and miserable. Mm-hmm. But there is, like so much joy and stuff and i i mean the movie kind of does that a little bit they're playing monopoly but there's like john krasinski i mean i think he's a bad actor but like yeah he's just miserable all the time i just he just he like i mean i feel like he's really trying hard to convey his trouble yeah yeah
0: yes i agree with that i i do think though i think the movie gets away with not having more joy in it like i think the implication that there is joy in their lives is just enough Because it takes place over such a short period of time, which is, like, an extremely stressful period of time. And the ways in which we would express joy are limited by their circumstances. Yeah, They can't laugh. They can't. Oh, I wa- they can't yeah, I also wanted to yell. talk
2: about sign language. First of all, great—they have a deaf daughter. Yeah, I was, just yeah, I was that they that all get to. Hey, quick, turn, teach me sign language. Like, we can't speak anymore. I wonder, like, how everyone else is. Uh, by the way, all those fires. I are other are, people? Uh, other other, other people. survivors? I yeah. thought so too. But I'm wondering. Like, I'm sure it's much har- like they are having a much harder time communicating with each other because they don't have a deaf daughter to teach them sign language. Yeah. Or right. Well, I, I w- think they already language. knew sign language. Yeah. yeah. True. yeah right. right. Yeah.
0: My my feeling was like, oh, that's such a good just for how for why it's this family that survived yeah right.
2: <laughs> the, the i mean this the fear of sound was so stressful yeah like i was just on the edge of my seat all the time also don't put anything on the walls or the shelves please put everything on the ground like i know
0: the well but then you might trip over it yeah maybe i the don't girl, just, the girl's room had too much stuff in it yeah like, like you do not need all these knickknacks that could fall over and knock each other over
2: yeah it's just like this needs to be safer like yeah, yeah i'm sorry
0: <laughs> um, okay, so just returning to things that we struggled with in the movie, we have monster navigation is- issue, we have the creature, soundtrack. Creature
1: issues. Creature say.
0: creature issues, the soundtrack, and then not not leaning into the lack of sound. The enough. high The, high, cons- the not, high concept. Not leaning
2: into the concept.
0: Yeah, just not leaning into the concept enough. I think also just like not trusting. I, I think there were some, some cases of not trusting us to go along with them. Mm-hmm. There were many moments where they were like, the camera will now stop on this important detail for a long period of time. Time so that even the least observant viewer will understand what's happening, which is fine, I guess, if you want to make a movie for everyone, <laughs> not just for smart people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, he, honestly, I, I know what you're saying, and I, I generally don't mind that so much. What I do mind is insulting in my intelligence, our intelligence, with the fucking garbage exposition. Right? It is so obnoxious to have a lame newspaper headline on screen. And not to mention forty of them, especially like t- yeah, like also what like the idea of John Krasinski having a whiteboard that says I know I- survival techniques like first aid and like some other stupid thing. It's like yeah, oh sand. It was like sand. Yeah, so it was it was medical supplies, supplies and soundproof. soundproofing. But yeah, it's like they also didn't do any soundproofing. They did except for that, that one, the one room. Was. They're doing the paper mache in that one room. I guess yeah. yeah. I mean they didn't do enough, and it was like. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? I know what's going on. Like, I knew right. what was going on the first eight seconds of the movie. Like, yeah. also, John Krasinski fucking knows what's going on. Like, he's he's living in this terrible world. He's not gonna write it down on a whiteboard. Right. Like, I right,
0: or maybe he would need to if it was very elaborate but right. because it was like two lists of three things that were <laughs> vital to their survival. It was like, yeah, I don't think he needs to write that down to remember.
2: It, it's but, funny. Cause uh... it's such a huge trope in video games. Like yeah. there, like, in fact, there's like articles, like best, like I feel like on Kotaku, like best and worst, uh, spray paint in video games. Oh. Cause there's like so much bullshit exposition or like, or, like mm-hmm. world building, like, yeah. or like post, and especially like post-apocalyptic is like a common trope as well. Like, People who were here before, what did they say? And like that's how you they, they like kind of pass along the story. Yeah, and it's like obviously what they're trying to do here, and it's like none of that like none of that is well, helpful. Here
0: was the other problem with the newspaper headlines. The actually the New York Post one.
2: I thought that was fine. The New York no. Post one was like yes. it's sound yes. exclamation yes. point, and
0: I was like, okay, one, it's the New York Post so like they can get away with it and two like fine there would be newspapers in the newsstand whatever but then when he gets home and he has that one and all the others the other problem with it was he doesn't have like you know chunks of the articles cut out that are like interesting details that might reveal something about the monsters it's just the headlines which don't I mean we know from real life that those don't tell you anything (laughs) of importance Like he and certainly doesn't tell him anything he doesn't know already right and it yeah. doesn't
2: tell us... We, and it, the worst part is, it doesn't make sense in the story. I mean, that's not the worst part. It doesn't make sense in the story. But the worst part is, it doesn't tell the viewer anything. Like, right. we all fucking know. We, yeah. You know, we're, we're at the movie. We got it.
0: Yeah, there's just... Yeah, there's no... Not necessarily... If they thing.
1: hear you, they hunt you. Is on the movie poster. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, another small detail thing, they're all barefoot, um, but they don't wear socks, which seemed to me like it would be helpful in both protecting their feet and making them quieter.
2: Um, uh, I, my, although, my only thing was... Your socks would rip very quickly if you were wearing socks outdoors. Also, like slippery.
1: Just...
0: I, was, I that was my. There's a lot of hardwood. Also, because they really highlighted that, I feel like yeah, it was like a little bit yeah, the, fair enough. I was like, I'm not sure that's actually the best way to go about. It. I, I
2: loved it because we in battlegrounds, playing on battlegrounds, mm-hmm. PUBG, uh, for all you heart diehards we, like, everyone we play with removed their shoes from their characters,
1: so they're Because the sounds, (laughs) the sounds are different with when you're barefoot, and so it's a lot easier to tell if someone in a house or coming up behind you is a teammate or not. And actually I think they patched it, because
2: in earlier versions if you weren't wearing shoes, you were basically silent. Wow. Because you are walking around and you're and so, like, when we everyone had their shoes off, I was like Danny, dude, they know what's up. Is this
0: a common strategy? It
2: was early on I think they patched it, because so many people were taking their shoes off to be quieter. It's still 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 good, it's not, it doesn't reduce or sound right, anymore. and now we do it because it's a way you can auto. We wear the same outfits, or like we recognize each other by our outfits, but we can also recognize recognize each other by the way we sound. Yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, we have our own quiet place, high concept <laughs> going on in PUBG. Um,
0: um, another big issue I had, or not big issue, another issue I had is, which mostly just made me laugh, is that Emily Blunt is, like. 20 times better at acting than John Krasinski. <laughs> um, but it's cool like he directed this movie and it was good so like maybe he can do that
2: more. Yeah. He's not like
0: a I don't think he's like bad bad. No, bad. it was
2: just like some of it was a little a little much. A little much, yeah. yeah. He like he really wanted us to believe it and yeah. I and I feel for him, you know. <laughs> I really like, <laughs> like it's like
0: oh, He's it's like, like this it. is so hard. And you're <laughs> like, "Oh man, yeah, yeah. I understand."
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> You, you put a lot of heart into it, you know, I yeah. can't say for every bad actor. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He's earnest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of endearing.
1: Oh my God. I really but thought Emily Blunt is so good.
0: Yeah. She's just, she's yeah. Uh, yeah. The kids, I thought, I thought the daughter was good too. The son was fine. Ready I to also, go. I just <laughs> looked up cause I, I thought that she was, but I wasn't sure. Um, the actress, Millie Simmons, who plays the daughter is actually deaf. Uh, I, was, oh, I, was, I was hoping cool. so. Yeah. I all. was hoping so too. Um, yeah, which is cool. So, uh, what do you guys think about the grain silo?
1: Oh, uh, that was bad. Everything. I mean, it was. I I didn't think it was awesome, but I was I was down until she disappeared. She like sank into it with her hands sticking straight out, and then this like pre pre pubescent boy reaches in at like this you know like stage 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 two because he's you know not wearing diapers but like and also his arm is like bent and angled downward so there's no leverage whatsoever and he's just laying flat on like this you know metal i mean there's just no physics involved i mean i was about to
2: say the, the physics of that scene were very poorly executed like
1: yeah there's just so much and he you know him struggling to get in the door falling off also, like right where he just was, and would have just sliced him in half. But uh, I thought, I thought most of that. I was, I thought that was cool, and yeah, yeah so. I was
0: down with that scene. Honestly, my biggest problem with that scene was that she doesn't want to stay and wait for their dad. They've been there for like ten minutes, and she's like, "He's not coming for us." Like, literally, he's spent the last two years protecting you. I don't really understand why you think he doesn't care. And he, and then she's like, he'll come for you to the, her brother. It's like, yep. And like, and yeah, and you will be here, so you will also be
2: saved. Yeah. Like, I think it was, it, I think
0: the, uh, maybe we're just supposed to leave, that, believe that she wanted to leave in some, out of some sense of defiance, but that just didn't seem like a strong enough motivator when, like, there are very high odds that you are going to be murdered by terrifying monsters <laughs> that you've just seen.
2: It puts everything in perspective, especially petty family squabbles. Yeah, and your
0: tall, strong, bearded dad is very likely coming to help you. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm staying put.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Also, you can't hear anything. (laughs) Yeah, right. No offense. Yeah.
1: I'm not making any noise. I, I can make it back, no problem. I was
0: really excited about the grain silo scene. Obviously, the physics of it were kind of problematic, mainly in the pulling up. I think that Everything the, else was, the disappearing was into the corn I thought was uh, it made sense to me but also was a fun lightning sand. <laughs> Princess Bride yeah. moment, and then the um, tra- trying to both get up onto the door that had fallen in was yeah, a great Titanic. Titanic moment. Yeah, and they both get on the door, which obviously is what Jack and Rose should have done. Yeah, and no one will ever be able to explain to me why they don't. They try for like a second, <laughs> and then it doesn't work, and then they're just like, "Well, I guess we'll just let you <laughs> sink that. into the Atlantic and die." <laughs> I and so appreciated, and then, and I appreciated <laughs> that they made, like, several attempts to get up, and then they, like, hide under the door when the monster comes after yeah. them. Like, I yeah, thought that was used smart. well. That was good. Also, uh, the waterfall. Why didn't she give birth at the waterfall?
2: Why don't, I mean, Danny said, why don't they live at the waterfall? <laughs> I know, I <laughs> yeah. thought that too, yeah. Well, there's a very convenient farm, I guess. that's a, That's I mean, a Go day. to the farm and farm and be yeah. quiet. Live at the waterfall. But
0: they would have yeah. to build a house to live there. Yeah,
1: build a house. You can make as much noise as you want. <laughs> Yeah, All or just like, why out.
0: don't they spend more time? Like, why is it like a secret thing only? John yeah, they,
1: yeah, no, it,
2: it's it's true. And or or get something that makes a lot of sound. Like you build power, a you build a power. windmill with like chimes or something. Like
1: yeah, I just think it's hard. I, yeah, to I really, anything. I
2: really, because uh, do we care? By the way, do we care that we don't know where these creatures come from?
0: No, you? I don't think so.
2: I think I like. I, that we I'm don't just know. interested. I'm interested. I'm, in I'm very fact. glad we don't know. But mm-hmm. I I often feel like. With a lot of this stuff, like exposition, like Mm -hmm. the less we have, the more you can imagine a plausible explanation and the less they tell you, the better. Yes, totally.
0: Yeah. There are things that don't need justification, like weird creatures being on Earth. Whatever. Yeah. Could have come from anywhere. I, I assume aliens, because why else would they suddenly appear? But right. Yeah.
2: When the uh, government experiment gone when, wrong, when the ice sheet smelts, they'll come out. Right. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's, what, that's what I like. I feel like Another there's. Thing. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I feel like there hasn't been enough, uh, enough horror coming out of that. Well, the thing, though, yeah. is actually the, the true that's cast. actually still an alien. Yeah, it's true. It's an alien spaceship they discovered.
1: Oh, yeah. That's crashed into oh, yeah. Antarctica. Oh, my gosh. I was really glad that the. I was happy with a couple things in that last scene. I was happy that the creature didn't die from the sound. You Have you guys yeah. seen Mars Attacks? Mm-mm. No.
0: I mean yes but long time. That,
1: the way they kill the aliens is they play really bad
2: country music and their heads explode uh, and I was so afraid that was the direction we were going yeah. like their heads are just gonna pop or I was like I know hey, it, it really like, it looked like it was yes. about to explode yeah. the way yeah. it was reacting
1: but well I what I was I was kind of expecting and in that last scene was that uh because it was opening its ear that uh, She'd stick Emily Blunt it. was was gonna shoot it in the ear yeah yeah and too. like it wouldn't kill it but you know it was just like it was gonna damage that it was gonna damage yeah. it and make it useless I mean I was down for the way she killed it but I also think could it was like, if, she was, do, if she was gonna do ears that, ears so is, so if she was gonna do that the if she was gonna do that if she was gonna shoot it anyways like at the end like I don't understand why she didn't shoot the whole time when it was exposing its whole it's like inners its its skin and stuff why it happened at the end because they could have just PA'd it again like they had just done right there was no um, reason that she had yeah, to shoot it my, my interpretation
0: I was, was like that it was like a split second decision Yeah. It was just, when yeah. it got back up it was about to Attack her daughter, and was like, shoot. But yeah. and but before that, it was like, I, that is an absolute last resort because it will almost certainly kill us. Yeah.
2: If and everything else will hear this. Yeah.
0: yeah. Sorry, we will almost certainly die because if I shoot this and even that's if true. I kill like,
1: it, all okay. Yeah, one. that's true. I also thought that when they went back over to the monitors that there were going to be thousands of them coming. For some reason, I I and when I saw uh, the two and then it comes to yeah. the next one, I was like, is that the same two? And oh then, yeah, I I, thought,
2: I just figured it was gonna be the two in the area. Yeah. It, um, I I
1: didn't but,
0: really like register that there were only three in the area. I well, did actually
2: well, the one it was like the one thing <laughs> which they could have done it through dialogue or something, but that was exposition on on the whiteboard Three oh yeah in, in area. area
0: yeah i think his death was not very well justified in i fact. thought why didn't he try and kill the monster with the axe
1: he well he did
0: yeah but why didn't he try again
1: oh he, i don't know i mean he's i think again I this is think a problem, hard problem hard i have with the
2: pacing of the movie and yeah. i think this relates to it it's like he should have run the other way like he should have actually like tried to do something like he gets eaten by the thing and then they just... And then it
0: comes after them. And then just anyway. keeps coming after
2: them. It's like with... There, oh, I feel like a lot of the problems of the movie are explained there. There's like a lot of music in that scene. Like when he yells, it's not quite as powerful because there's so much sound <laughs> being played to the audience. Yeah. You know, right. like... I mean, also he could have taken the opportunity to say "I love you" out loud. Like that would have been awesome. Like as opposed to like signing it and then screaming. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. The yeah, other that's that yeah.
2: Like that, like totally. I feel like that would have been really powerful if like he they're looking at each other in silence and he says something. Like that would have been
1: cool. What I did like about that scene is that he just he has this opportunity to hit with the axe and he just gets just wiped totally. <laughs> oh, totally. like, that was good. It's yeah. really it's really like oh, uh, I love they really build up, up to it. it too.
0: They're like uh, we're like oh he's gonna get the axe and like oh that's a good weapon. Because like it won't make a lot of noise, so he might he'll he'll survive it as opposed to using a gun. Oh, maybe the rake's
2: gonna, maybe the pitchfork's gonna make a sound, or like there are like so many things going on. Like oh no, he oh wait, and like when he spins around, you're like he's gonna do it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I
1: love I love when a movie fucks with your expectations. Yeah. The other thing that that I it was kind of like. Well, I also really like the scene of the beginning of the movie when the kid dies. Just like yes, totally. Oh yeah, there's so so, un, so there's just no glory to it. There's no like no major emotion except yeah. yeah. It's just everyone knows what's about to happen and like yeah, I love Emily Blunt just starts crying yeah like.
2: She's just like, yeah. She just covers
0: her mouth and falls to the ground. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, that was, I thought that was an incredible opening. Oh, that was yeah. so good. I
0: also love that prologue because we don't know it's a prologue. Like, usually you know, or yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Least. Yeah. Oh, um, no, totally. I didn't know. Yeah. You just think, like, this is the movie and we're in it. And I was, I actually was surprised, though, when they, it was like day 89. And I was like, I was like, oh, I, didn't, I thought we were going to be like later into their yeah. time in the post super creatures world. But the. Other thing about him, about when he dies, I really like the idea of him screaming, I love you instead yeah. of just screaming, but also the well, subtitles the coming in during that were very intrusive because there's so, because there's so little dialogue, that's really intrusive. And then because there's also been so much sound, the screaming doesn't, isn't super powerful. But I also was like, I feel like you could have just shown us, I love you a couple of times in the movie and we would have known right. that's what he was signing. Cause they do, they definitely have to do that. It. They definitely do
2: that in certain points. Like they say like, I know. And, right. Like they and don't, they, they don't do safe, safe comes up a lot. Yeah. And they, do, and they don't, and they don't, they don't, they don't subtitle. I know like in one scene, right. like, I yeah. know what she's saying. Or totally.
1: saying the only thing about him yelling, I love you is she's deaf, but like she, she can read lips. <laughs> it's pretty far and dark. But
0: he could have, scree- he could have signed it and, and screamed it
2: yeah that's true that's true also it, also the truck would have made so much noise rolling away i know it did well it followed them I, yeah i just that's what i mean it's just like this is just not
0: i think yeah i think just that scene had a lot of problems yeah that whole scene the, the whole scene where john krasinski dies uh by the way lots of spoilers in this podcast <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie don't listen
1: um i had i had two problems with the, the like the final scene one is there's a pa system that is set up and ready to go when you have two children, you know, that have been living, like, in these closed quarters, like, blocked off from any real world that obviously are going to, you know, eventually are probably going to snoop, you know. They're not and, allowed down there, though. No, I know. But eventually, like, you've but, got to imagine. Why isn't she allowed down there? Not explained. Because there's a PA system. Also, she... Is a PA. <laughs> very strange that she turns up the system. Like, when has she ever seen one of Yeah, one right, right. She's, you know, for, I mean, maybe when she was... Six. She, saw, she She was. A, uh, like I guess I used to work radio. Radios. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but
0: no, no, I don't agree with that. She was. How old was she on day eighty? I guess she's nine. kind of. She's and kind
2: of it old. It had so been like three I mean, months. No, but I mean, to martin Danny's point, I wouldn't know how to do it. Like, I have no idea. How... What that that dial was not clear. Of what it <laughs> yeah. Did, like, is the thing. like she knows exactly how to use oh, a pa I, system. I
0: thought she was kind of like a radio expert. Because he, when he talks to her about the new version of the cochlear implant, he's talking he about... says something about it, and he also buys the. I mean, he buys the pliers, and he's like, "For you." I mean, they're, it's for him to work on. Well, it's it is clear that she
1: understands implant. technology because she clips the audio wires on the rocket. Right. So there. I, um, okay. um, I, a, I, a, I I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, i think. I think they just turn
2: the PA on. She goes mm-hmm. out and blows her brains out. Yeah, nice. and they're safe. Wait, so yeah, she's now nice. Edge of Tomorrow and Blunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, one thing I also wanted to say about the title is that I feel like a lot of the post-apocalyptic movies, like part of what motivates us to want to tell those stories, is the idea of just like stripping down our lives to the things that we actually care about, like we care about so much that it's painful. That like we that we would fight for them all the time, every day, right? And like sacrifice so much right. to be able to keep our family alive and eat food and play Monopoly. Right, so I think the I think the title functions nicely to like suggest that theme, and there are moments in the movie that do it too. But I, I feel like it wasn't too heavy-handed. That this idea, the idea that like in some ways they've created this life that looks kind of like a dystopia. I mean, not a dystopia, like like a utopia to us. They're living in this like beautiful fall northeastern landscape. They grow their own food, and, and they all eat dinner together, and they protect each other, and they care about each other. They're like they they live in a quiet place and like the moments when it's good are really beautiful and I, I, I just think it's kind of weird that we tell these like terrifying stories all the time where it's like everybody else is dead and it's just you and like these three other people <laughs> um I but I think the movie did a good job of kind of like guess at some of the reasons why that type of story appeals to us
2: yeah, I think there's something interesting. Like, I think a lot of us are, like, trying to go back to a more naturalistic state. And that's kind of the goal of a lot of this. Mm-hmm. But it's also great because we're at the top of the food chain. And, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know, we don't have to live in fear of creatures like we can just go homestead and pickle things and it's great yeah but like yeah those jars look so good yeah 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 (laughs) no i mean so much of it looked amazing like i feel like that's like we all talk about that's like our ideal life Mm -hmm. and oh by the way yeah you can't make any sound because a fucking creature will come they eat off
0: kale leaves with their hands i was like yeah they don't even need silverware in this world it's beautiful yeah but yeah i mean i think also some of it is technology too right and just like the loud the loudness in so many ways of contemporary life. Right. Like, emotionally, there's just, like, s- stimuli all the time.
2: Should we uh, talk Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, do you... Go- okay, you want to talk about Rotten Tomatoes?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. What's wrong with Rotten Tomatoes? Why sh- Not- nothing
2: should... Nothing is... Rotten nothing tomato is, Tomatoes r- Nothing is wrong with Rotten Tomatoes. In fact, I find review aggregators, in the age of content that we live in, which is the the new era I'm dubbing or <laughs> we're at the age of content... <laughs>
0: It, Not to be confused with the Age of Content. I feel like a lot of critics
2: Warmly hate of a consent. lot of critics hate review aggregators, which understandably <laughs> because it's makes them less useful. But it is so hard to decide what to do with your free time, and a review aggregator is so helpful. I mean, there's just so much ch- chaff, it, like it being able to help you get through it. I think is essential. So I'm a huge Metacritic fan. Rotten Tomatoes, the way it works, is a critic reviews a movie and. Basically, the critics' review is rated on a binary scale by Rotten Tomatoes, either fresh or rotten. And if a movie has one fresh review and one rotten review, it has a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. If nine, if there's 10 reviews, nine of them are positive, it's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, you know, th- that makes sense. But we have this problem if you th- re- you evaluate it qualitatively. So if a movie has 10 reviews... And every critic's basically given it a six out of 10, which is, you know, it's okay. It may be worth watching. It gets a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And basically everyone's like, oh, it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's an amazing movie. And that's just not how you should be using this review aggregator. And I think as long as you know that and approach aggregators with this kind of skepticism, I think it's, it's good. Like, I think I I think I tweeted about this a long time ago which was like if a movie got 9 po- like 10 out of 10s and 1 one out of 10, it's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and if it got a hu- if it got 10 6 out of 10 reviews, it's 100%. Mm-hmm. And like what movie would you rather see? The one that got 9 10 out of 10s or the movie that got 10 6 out of 10s? Yeah. And it's like obviously the one that got 9 10 out of 10s, but their aggregators just not meant to handle that that kind of situation
1: uh so let's talk about its score
2: yeah yeah so it has i mean it has a 97 percent mm-hmm. on rotten tomatoes this is absolutely a case of a seven everyone thinking it's a seven out of a ten mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean maybe some people love it i i liked i thought it was definitely worth seeing mean, mm-hmm. but the, again this is where rotten tomatoes is excellent like you if you like a horror movie go watch this movie. Totally. Uh, Like it should have 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it it basically does. Basically has has 100%. But like that's how you you should be using the the, the score, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you like horror movies, go see this movie. End of story. It's not the best movie of the year. It's not a movie you should write home about, but you should go watch it and it's time well spent. Mm -hmm. And it's in my mind exactly what Rotten Tomatoes scores are meant for. And this, this is a perfect example of why you
1: should use it and how you should use it.
0: Yeah. So it it should say like ninety seven percent of critics
1: like this, gave think, this movie a thumbs up. Think you up. should watch this movie. Yeah. So this movie definitely gets a one on the binary scale. Yeah. You one. should go see it. One. Yeah. Yeah. Aaliyah. It's a one. It's a one. Good. Okay. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Podcast rating. Yeah. Love it.
0: Thanks for joining us on Zero One Y. Our intro music is Happy Haunts by Aaron Kenny, And the song you're listening to right now is Data Dealer by Infinity Shred. Thank you to Infinity Shred for the song. We'd love to hear what you guys thought of your first episode. You can find all of us on Twitter at Danny Papes, at TeddyPapes, And my Twitter handle is Too Hard to Spell. So just type my name to the search bar. Thanks for listening. about it that are graphic though there's a lot more fluids than you usually see there's a lot of cum
2: <laughs> i mean I was, I this is why i like i was wondering if it was just gonna, just gonna be saliva we, this is gonna be edited out right you can't say uh... cum on on a podcast <laughs>
0: there's a lot of beep <laughs> yeah
2: I'm in be- i mean the yeah okay